Welcome to your support group podcast, home of the number one podcast that supports you and what you like to do. As always, it's Q and Kenny. Kenny and Q, you know how we do. Do, do, do. (laughs) (laughs) Today, I want to talk about something that affected both of our states, Florida and North Carolina. I think it affected Florida way more than it did North Carolina, but we still got some flooding here. So I I want to talk about hurricanes. And I'm not talking about the hockey team that plays in North Carolina, which strangely... They named Hurricane. <laughs> so they actually have the basketball mascot named after a hurricane, Hugo. Mm. It just Yeah. Just weird. Cute. Yeah, this just just take this one. Start this one off. Cause yeah, North Carolina is weird about hurricanes. So this weekend, not really even weekend, it started on for us, it started Wednesday. Hurricane Ian was projected to come through Tampa, but it actually hit Fort Myers, Sarasota, Miami, hit those areas pretty hard. Um, And we want to talk about hurricane preparedness because we all know from June 1st to November 30th, we have this wacky season called hurricane season. And there's no getting around it. Being from New Orleans, been through hurricanes. I was stationed in Fort Walton Beach, been through hurricanes, lived in North Carolina. Hurricanes again, lived in New Jersey, hurricanes again. It's like, everywhere I've been, hurricanes keep following me. <laughs> Not really following me, but they, they're everywhere I go. <laughs> and you would think I would move somewhere where there's no hurricanes, but yet, here I am. <laughs> who who wants to live someplace where there's no hurricanes? That's boring. I know, right? You want to at least have that little <laughs> anticipation in your heart. It's like, oh, everything's going to blow away and flood. Yeah, no, one of my, my friends, she posted, <laughs> sitting and waiting on a hurricane is like being stalked by a turtle. And it is because you have all this anxiety about this thing coming and you really just don't know how it's going to affect you until it gets where it's going to get. And that is the thing about preparedness, because we do all of this stuff. We go out, we buy water, we get batteries for flashlights, we get candles. We try to make sure we have extra food on hand. We go get ice. Some people go out and buy generators. And no matter how prepared you think you are, when the hurricane hits, it's always some little thing that you didn't think about. And you're like, dang, I wasn't as prepared as I thought I was. Do you feel like that too? In all actuality, you cannot prepare for what you did not create. Right. Um, you can prepare for a job interview. Mm-hmm. You can't prepare for a tornado. <laughs> right, exactly. You can you can prepare <laughs> for a baby. Right. <laughs> you can't prepare for flooding. No. You get what I'm saying? So you can't prepare for what you did not create. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think it's the most scariest when you realize that you either were, were over-prepared mm-hmm. or under-prepared. And what I mean by overprepared, that means you went out and bought all this stuff, boarded up your house and everything like that, and then nothing happened. Then that makes next time, that makes your guard come down. So that's why I said it's scary about overpreparedness, because next time your guard will be, that thing, they they said that last time. No, this one is going to do the thing. (laughs) Right. You know? And then unpreparedness, um, like I said, you, you can't prepare for you know, what you didn't create. So it's kind of hard to say 
whether or not you had enough of dried goods or where you got them stored. Because if you store them on the ground floor and there's flooding, then your stuff can get washed away. And if you store them on the top and you're forced to leave, then you're still, you know, yeah. you're underprepared. You don't have a boat to get up out of there. You're underprepared. Because um, one of the things that um, happened to us is we lost power for three days. And this, we lost power before the storm even hit, like transformer blown. And I'm sitting there like, dang, I was in the process of cooking. Oh, wow. It went out. So now I got this. You had to throw that out there for the dogs and gators. Yeah, exactly. So it's like, but then I called Tico, who is our energy company. And the lady was like, they try to tell you to prepare for the worst case scenario. And I'm thinking to myself, ma'am. My worst case scenario is death. I'm not even thinking about what you're talking about. <laughs> That's the worst case scenario for me. Oh. So I need you to shut up. <laughs> Go <laughs> army. Like, what are you talking about? My worst case scenario is death. Exactly. I'm a soldier. My worst case scenario is death. Hit me with a missile. I ain't dead yet. I only got two legs, but one of them gone. Don't even matter. I'll crawl. Worst case scenario. I ain't dying. But yeah, like, how do you, who, who's thinking, like, this is Riverview. We didn't even get the brunt of the storm, but we did get a lot of the winds. No. And it crippled, it, uh, it was, we were practically crippled. Like, it knocked out the power grid, 295,000 people without power. And the businesses around here, nobody was open like so you go get some food because their power was out too so it's like people were walking running around here looking like zombies because people were hungry the food i had in my refrigerator we ate that on the first day like we we ran through that stuff (laughs) because i couldn't get the food cooked so Uh, all the sandwich meat was gone oh yeah and then you got teenagers yeah, that's that's another thing too. Yeah, yeah, I got I got one of those in my house. We call her the Hoover vacuum yeah. cleaner. If you buy some groceries that day, she gonna suck them right on up. Yeah, and they don't know nothing about rations. I say, yeah, we have to rush. Yeah, hey, Kaya, what happened to all the uh, snacks? <laughs> Did you save one for me? No. <laughs> they look at you like, what do you mean, save one for you? <laughs> you should have got one before you put it in here. Yeah, they look at you like, who is you? You should have gotten line first. It's like they look at you like it's your fault. You didn't prepare. You didn't take one out. But like like you said, it's hard to prepare for something that you just don't know how it's going to react. Because even with Hurricane Katrina, my, my parents were there. My brother, my mom, all my aunts, uncles. We were getting ready to have a big party because that's our birthday weekend. And I happened to be in the military at the time. And I'm thinking, you know, I lived through a lot of hurricanes living in New Orleans. So I'm thinking worst case scenario, a little flooding no big deal. It'll be all right. And then I see on the news, my city underwater. I was like, I would never have guessed that. So it's like, yeah. you talking about be prepared. How do you prepare for that? Like a lot of people in New Orleans are not rich. There's a lot of areas where people just like, cause I know for us, we never left for hurricanes because we just couldn't afford to where we, where we were going to go with what money. And that's the, that's the thing. Like you see a lot of people staying in place, but Especially, especially like in areas like Florida and the Carolina coast too. Um, you see a lot of people stay in place, but you got to think about everything that comes with the waters 
rising. You know, Florida has alligators. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's a scary thought to not only be stuck in place, but an alligator come busting through your front door because he can swim right on up to your door. And it's like, ooh, drop them. Right. You know, so that's a scary thought. And then, too, you got a lot of people that live in a lot of those low-lying areas and them coastal areas that don't have the money to leave mm-hmm. or don't have family members in other states and stuff like that. So they can't just pick up and just go. You know, everything that they have or everything that they bought or or all the material goods are in that house mm-hmm. by that coastal area. And so they, they don't want to leave their stuff because they know if it's not too bad and the power is out, people are going to start looting. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't want to leave because if they can salvage their stuff mm-hmm. by them staying there, by them catching the leaks before they become big leaks or stopping the water at the door with sandbags or whatever. Um, they want to be there for that. Mm-hmm. A lot of people can't afford flood insurance mm-hmm. and different things like that because they can afford to leave. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, when you, when you factor all that in, that's when it becomes really dangerous. Um, because, I mean, you're looking at it from an economic standpoint. Poor people can't leave. They can only go to shelters. Mm-hmm. And we all know what happened with scenarios like Katrina and stuff when people went into the Superdome and mm-hmm. those shelters, you know. So those are things you got to always factor in. It's, it's, in. it's in the back of people's minds, especially when it comes to safety and their place and their home. And so the other part, too, is... um. I feel like there needs to be a little bit more education in some areas because I remember when we were in North Carolina and Sandy came and they tore up like the Fayetteville area. But there was this guy who had a generator, but then he wound up electrocuting himself because he tried to plug the generator in while it was sitting in water. And a lot of people go out and buy these generators, which is one of the reasons why I don't have one is because I just don't know how to use it. And I don't want, like I said, my worst case scenario is death. And I'm not going to go out and get a product that I'm not really versed on how to use and end up dying trying to keep power during a storm because I don't know how to use this piece of equipment. Like you're selling generators to people who don't really know how to use them. They don't know how these things function. Right. And it's dangerous. Yeah, it is. Like, that's why you hear people. I mean, not people. That's why you hear newscasters mm-hmm. always say, you know, if you got a generator, run it outdoors. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they say that for a specific reason, because if you have a gas powered generator and you run it inside, you're going to die from carbon monoxide. Um, we had the same scenario in North Carolina during like a couple of ice storms mm-hmm. when the power went out. You know, people was dying because they had bought the grills inside the house Mm. to keep warm and cook. Mm -mm. You know, you can't do that. And it's a lot of people that's not educated about the things that they buy or the safety of them. Mm -hmm. Um, That's why you see a lot of during these type of things, storms and stuff blowing in, see a lot of people dying. Yeah. It's scary. Yeah. And there was another guy, he, for, for whatever reason, he decided to try to drain his pool during in and ended up slipping because the 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 ground was so saturated he slipped into the i don't know if it was a pond or whatever it was it had water in it 
and he ended up dying trying to drain his pool and I was like was that the best time to do that I mean was that really important at the moment I don't know like a lot of education needs to happen for hurricane season I feel like we don't get enough of it and I know the information is on Google but we need some television shows kind of putting it in people's face you know uh, there's there's wording on the side of a box of Newports mm -hmm. and people still smoke them. So <laughs> there's wording that's an actual warning on the side of a box of a pack of Newports. And I swear to you, people still smoke them. So it doesn't matter what's the warnings or what's the words, you know, people, people on airplanes don't even listen to the flight attendants when they're telling them all this stuff that in case of emergency, this is what you do, <laughs> you know, and then you wonder why when the plane goes down and I'm doing all the procedures and I'm leaving out the, yeah. the door. You wonder why I'm not helping you is because I wasn't supposed to, because I followed the instructions. Right. I put on my mask first. Mm -hmm. Right, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so I, I just think that it, it needs to be, like you said, like a whole like training, like in those low lying areas or in them hurricane prone areas. Um, it needs to be like a whole set of training that goes on. Like, this is what you prepare for. And the, the manner in which they build houses and build around those towns too, um, would greatly help to reduce some of that. And it, it's a whole dialogue that needs to happen around all that, mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's the being prepared It's how the town is built because if the town say that one of the main roads just runs straight into the beach, right. Whenever it's a hurricane, it's a wrap. Yeah. <laughs> it runs straight into the beach. You get out and you walk on the sand. Oh, it's a wrap. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you might as well just cut your losses. They the, the companies probably won't even give you flood insurance. Yeah. If you live on that street. They probably look around like, nah, bruh. Mm-mm. Nope. It ain't, it ain't bound to happen. It's going to happen. Right. So, yeah, like I said, it's just a whole dialogue that needs to happen around that. Yeah. You know, the most scariest portion is, and I'm just talking about this storm in particular, but the most scariest portion was how slow moving it was and the fact that it went through a whole entire state as a hurricane, got to the end, died off just a little bit, and turned back on <laughs> as a hurricane. Like, like, hold up, hold up, hold up. This, this is going to a category one. It was tipping, uh -huh. when it came into the Carolinas, it was tipping a category two. Mm -hmm. So if this thing would have slowed down a little bit more and sat over the waters, yeah, no telling what it would have done by the time it hit the Carolinas. Yeah. And I don't think that it was a lot of people taking it serious. I know people in my area of town was taking it serious because I had went, because we did the grocery shopping the day before it left Florida. <laughs> <laughs> I said, look, they're projecting it for the go in the Atlantic. It's going to lose strength. And my wife calls me like the Encyclopedia Britannica of needless <laughs> knowledge. But I'm like, look at the wind currents. The wind currents is like this. It's, going, it's a low coming down. It's going to push it down. It's going to push it this way. But it's going to wrap around if it builds up strength. Lo and behold, uh -huh. it built back up strength. And I was telling her, I said, let's go ahead and knock out this grocery shopping before everybody try to make that last minute rush. If you're from North Carolina, you know, bread and milk. That's all I got to say. Bread and milk. <laughs> but. Buy it all. So, 
<laughs> if you're from North Carolina, you, you know what the word is. 20 loaves of bread. <laughs> what you about to do with 20 loaves of bread, ma'am? Can I have one? <laughs> bread and milk. Like, what are you going to do? Make a bread and milk sandwich? Like, what the hell is wrong with you? Like, stop. Like, why are you buying so many loaves of bread? It's just going to snow for a couple of days and then it's going to be gone. Like, stop it. When we went to the grocery store, I mean, when I went, because like I said, we talked about this off camera, <laughs> how, the list, how the list accumulates over time. But um, when I went, um, I just ran through there, grabbed all the stuff that we can get. But even then, it was starting to, it was a little bit uptick in the amount of people. Mm-hmm. And so later on uh, that evening, after I had picked my daughter up from school, I said, well, I got to stop by the grocery store and grab a couple of things. So I had to grab like three things more to add to what we already had, you know. So uh, when I went into Harris Tita, which we have a Publix, a Harris Tita, Food Line, and Neighborhood Walmart within a block span. <laughs> this is no lie. Doesn't make any sense. But the Publix the food line and the neighborhood Walmart stays busy. Harris Tita is, uh, it's kind of hit and miss. Cause it's more bougie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's the, the teeter. <laughs> well, well, Publix, Publix is kind of bougie here in North Carolina. In Florida, mm-hmm. I went to the Publix in Tampa. Mm-hmm. Tampa built different. I I don't even go to Walmart in Tampa because Tampa built different. (laughs) I walked into that Publix in Tampa and I was like, what in the entire world have I walked into? Is this Publix or Bilo's or Food Line or Kroger's? It was like, I can't even explain it. It was like a culture shock to me because Publix in North Carolina, because it's all the Publix here in North Carolina are new. So Publix yeah. here in North Carolina are kind of bougie. Like everybody's like yeah. dressed real nice. And, you know, the, the fried chicken actually smells like fried chicken instead of like some burnt grease. Yeah. Because <laughs> that was the first thing that, that drew my attention. Like, hold up. We're not in the Carolinas no more. This Publix is hood. Like, I can possibly get stabbed with, like, a rusty wine bottle and glass doesn't rust. Oh, my God. (laughs) So, but, yeah. So, I walked into the Harris Tita, and my daughter was was even taken back. She was like, good God. And I was like, yeah. (laughs) She was like, I was going to ask. And I was like, no, you already know what's about to happen. She was like, yeah, yeah. That's that's a key sign that something is coming this way. I was like, right. Okay. And so, um, yeah. So we was we was pretty well prepared at food wise. Um, I just had to do my due diligence, and everybody in the house asked me, "Why is there water bottles in the freezer?" Mm-hmm. It's, it's just yeah. in case the power goes out, babies. Right. <laughs> just in case the power goes out, we got frozen water in there, so it's going to keep the food frozen long enough for them to keep the power on. Because by the way. Duke Energy, you some of us, some of us. You you flicked my power off and on multiple times before the storm even left Florida. I'ma see you when I see you. 
I want my I want my <laughs> power back. Stole some of my power from me. Yeah. But um until Duke Energy had got back on the power, wanted to make sure that our food stayed cool. And that's that that's the things that I try to tell people. Being prepared isn't about how much money you can spend. It's about being smart about your actions. So just right. doing something as simple as sticking a bunch of water bottles in your freezer, which now mm-hmm. everybody's still looking at me like, why is the water bottle still in here? Don't worry, they'll thaw out. One day y'all want an ice cold bottle of water and just sit it out there and then you have it. It's just about doing the little small things that's affordable to you. Mm-hmm. You know, even if it's just digging the ditch in front of your house to, to kind of stop or navigate some water flows or something like that. You got to do like the little small things. So Yeah. And also, don't don't be out there in the hurricane when the hurricane is coming. Because we were watching the news and and it was hitting one place pretty hard and people were doing TikToks and the current was flipping up water all over the thing. And I was like... Now let your little narrow behind get pulled into the the ocean and swept away because you're trying to do a TikTok challenge. It's not a time to to play, people. Listen to me. Social media and the fact of going viral has people acting stupid. I've seen this nutcase and I, I'm not even going to call out the name of the TikTok or whatever. Mm-hmm. I seen this nutcase and his house was flooded and he's literally floating around his house talking about it's a pool party. You don't know what's in that water, cuz. No, you don't. <laughs> You're sitting around there with your, with your skin touching this water. You don't know if it's oil leaks or anything like that. So in a couple of years from now, when your pinky toe fall off or your pinky <laughs> fall off or whatever starts irritating or you got skin eczema in places that you never had before. That is why. That right. is why. And, yeah. you know, like I said before, people, you, you shouldn't be playing around with water in Florida. I'm sorry. Florida has oh, gators. Yeah. <laughs> they will eat you. And people, sure. people been rich during the Miami days. Um, so they was buying exotic pets. You don't know what's in yeah. them Everglades. And that water rises, yeah. they can swim right on to where you at. You can have an yeah. anaconda like, oh, so you want to go playing around in this water? Let me show you. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So I I I I just digress. <laughs> right. But yeah, just stay stay inside. If you have a place to be inside, stay inside until it passes your area. Yeah, because stay inside. Stay inside, stay safe, and stay alive. Um, That's the main thing. It's it's all about survival, you know. Right. Um, Because water is powerful, wind is powerful, and neither one of them are man-made. But I have my conspiracy theories. But um, (laughs) hey. You know, if you want to talk about some conspiracy theories, hit me up. You know, my yeah, the don't, link. Don't just, do that, y'all. <laughs> um, yeah, I can go on for days about that, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh just God. stay safe. But all jokes aside, stay safe, stay alive, and just be mindful of the things that you do during those storms. Yeah. Yeah. So that's all I got to say about that one. Any closing arguments on that one, Q? Nah, just um, 
just like he said, stay safe. We play, try to play smart. Like I was so happy we had candles. Like I'm a candle person. So we had a lot of candles on hand. Know where stuff is. Know where your husband, stuff is. Your husband was probably like, oh, and you was like, no. <laughs> like not that. <laughs> he was like, he was like, oh, and you was like, no, 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 nah. not that, not that. Nah. We, we, we're doing this because the power's out. Yeah. <laughs> we're about to have a seance and bring back the power. <laughs> Talk to the ancestors. Can I get this power back on? Duke Energy, where is my damn power? Mm. <laughs> yep. If you haven't checked out uh, any of our other episodes, please do so. Um, they'll be there, 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 somewhere around here. <laughs> and if ain't nobody told you today that they love you, we do. I'm glad y'all all safe. I'm glad y'all all back. And we'll speak to you soon. Thank you. Peace out. Just, 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 just